0: Drop the subject, the new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject is beginning with Allie, and next to me is not Dr. Jen, <sighs> not James Simmons, not <laughs> Justin Martindale, but our good old bye buddy Clayton Ferris. Yes,
1: the fourth call on the list. <laughs> you are not the
0: fourth <laughs> call. We love having Friday bye days with you. Welcome back. Uh, did you miss us?
1: I missed you guys. Yeah. I love being here. Expressing being, my bisexuality freely, yeah, in or a I, crazy world. In,
0: in this crazy, <laughs> this world crazy that we world live in, we live in. You know, there are two different <clears throat> sexes that you can't date right now because nobody's dating because no one's doing anything.
1: Look, the, for the next month, I'm going to be not. I'm not having sex. I'm not leaving my house, and I'm, which is pretty much like normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, you date a lot. I do. You do. You get. Yeah. You get, yeah. You're I get out, about. out there. So um, we are going to dip into the KNX news feed from upstairs momentarily because the the president is going to issue a statement declaring we think we respected that he's going to declare a national emergency, and uh, that is about to start momentarily. But we it has not begun yet. I believe that it's running a little bit late because he's always late. So once that begins, we will dip into that feed. But yesterday. I decided to go shopping because when I was on my way home, my wife called me and said, uh, We need to start stocking up on all these supplies, all of them. And so I went to the, we decided we were going to go to Costco.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Huge mistake.
0: Trader Joe's. Uh huh. And then the regular grocery store by our house. Um, once we got to Costco, it was clear to me that everyone had, at the same time, the idea of let's stock up on canned goods and dry foods for the upcoming apocalypse. Right. And we walked in. We even brought our own um,
1: wipes. Wipes,
0: yes. <laughs> and we wiped off the cart, and then we got to the main entrance, and there was an attendant that was wiping down people's carts because it was raining. Right. And there's another person with a with a Clorox wipe to let us know, like, to to wipe down the actual cart before we got in. So there's a lot of protocol that they were already That's going good. through. That's good.
1: They're being precautious.
0: I went to the toilet paper section, and there was no, like, there was a whole island. There's a whole aisle, like, in the middle of the back of the whole Costco center with right. just paper goods, like, Paper towels and 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 uh, napkins and toilet paper. That entire section was just missing. Like Ugh. it was just an open <laughs> room with nothing in it. And then we went over to the meat section, and it's just so funny to figure out what people load up on, right? Because there were there was tons of beef and no chicken. Like the entire chicken section, there was no ground turkey, no no chicken anywhere. And then we were talking to each other and we we're going, okay, well, maybe they have it at Trader Joe's. And a guy walked by and was like, nope. N- nope. Nope, they don't have it. He was like, I just went over there and it's literally the store is sold out yeah. of everything.
1: That's how the three, I live by a Whole Foods 365, which is all like healthy hipster foods. Uh huh. And it was weird to see. And like the same thing, I posted it yesterday. The The frozen food section completely completely empty. Right. Except for like, there were a few items that people weren't grabbing. One of them was like bags of bone broth. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yes. That but was then that's there. What people, oh, that's what, that's what people did not grab? That's
1: what they did not grab.
0: <laughs> See, I would have grabbed the, the bone broth. Yeah,
1: that's actually a smart thing to have. <laughs>
0: yes, because that's protein that right. you need mm-hmm. and that's not perishable, especially if, the, if you get those little packets. Yes. Um, I went to the section where there were just like snack foods. Ritz crackers, completely gone. Ugh cheez its, there were two giant over, you know, it's Costco size boxes right. left. And then I start, we start like we totally gave into the panic. We were like, okay, um, I guess just grab the cheese its, just grab them.
1: <laughs> and we were just
0: grabbing anything that we could grab, and we totally gave in to the hysteria of all of it. I mean, canned goods, pasta, cough medicine, you got all, all of this that stuff. stuff. Yeah, but it was because everybody else was grabbing it. So then there was all this anxiety setting in. We spent probably 400 dollars at Costco. I mean, we got stuff that we would never get normally. I have the look, I have this giant frozen veggie bowl because Katie was like, We have to get frozen veggie bowls. We're going to need vegetables.
1: See, I don't even know how to grocery shop as an adult. So, like, I'm screwed. I'm going to die first.
0: Because you just don't have those skills. I don't have
1: those skills. I'm like, What do I buy? Like, yesterday I, I was there and then I bought all this stuff in the same sort of panic. And then I get home and I was like, None of this goes together. <laughs> I just have to eat spinach raw, (laughs) which is fine. But you know, what if we run out of toilet paper? You don't want to be deep throating a bunch of spinach. No,
0: it's it's definitely true. (laughs) That's a motto here on Channel Q. It's (laughs) something we say all the time. Now, when it comes to. cooking, I, like, we are all of a sudden, our health has gone out the window.
1: Right, exactly. Which
0: is interesting because canned goods has kind of been falling by the wayside. A lot of people don't eat frozen foods anymore Mm -hmm. or eat canned foods because it has artificial flavoring and all that stuff. They've been seeing quite a slump. Not now. Not now. When you are in an, now we know, when we are in an apocalypse situation or anything like that, we are going to go straight to the bad stuff again because it's non-perishable. So anyone who makes canned foods was like...
1: Del Monte's stocks just soared.
0: (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, um, all right. So I'm being told that we are going to take a break a little early. Yes, Jesse's nodding his head. And we're going to, when we get back, get to the press conference that Donald Trump is about. It's about to commence momentarily. So we're going to get to the break a little early. And then we will go to the KNX studio upstairs and give you some information on what's happening live with the press conference on what is going on with COVID-19. Where are we at? State of emergency? Yes? No? We'll find out after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject was that on the air <laughs> no. we're back we are back there this is a crazy day you all yes it is um there are there are things happening in the background that uh i mean it's just it, every moment is happening before you can even catch up with it right it's- here's
1: my thing though so you're dealing with the tax situation we're all worried about certain things mm-hmm. in this national emergency the irs can wait <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
0: I have been um, on hold with the IRS for two hours. It's been been two hours. And then, of course, because is it Murphy's Law? Is that the one? That's the one. Murphy's Law is that as soon as I cannot sit there on hold that's when they pick they up the answer. phone and they're like, now we need all your information. And I'm like, no! Nah!
1: Murphy's Law is what can go wrong will. Will, yes. yes, exactly. It seems like we are in the times of Murphy, whoever Murphy is.
0: Yeah, hey, what's <laughs> up with you? If you're Murphy,
1: if you're give Murphy, us a call. Give us a call because we have a bone to pick with you.
0: <laughs> 833-77-CALL-Q. If you are Murphy and you created this law, <laughs> why did you do that, okay? But also, I I joke about you calling, but Please do because there is a. I mean, everyone is in a high stress right situation right now. I definitely have been feeling the stress in the last twenty four hours. Going to the grocery stores seems jokey, but it also not that this whole experience was ever fun. But it really stopped being (laughs) like. So I think at first everyone was like, "Whoa, this is nuts! Right? This is so nuts!" And then when I went to the grocery store. Like that, I will remember that experience forever. Yeah, because I was like, okay, this all of this s just got really real. Everyone is completely freaking out. No one knows how much they're supposed to be freaking out or not. And then the guy who's supposed to be telling us all what's going on is twenty eight minutes late for his press conference, <laughs> and everyone is sitting here like idiots, waiting for this guy to take the st- take you know right. b- take the podium, and he's not. So it's just there's a, it,
1: a the lot best, going on. The best part about this, or the worst part, you know, you can look at it either way, is he's waiting, he's now summoned people to come, like, doc, like the experts to yeah. come, like, literally 10 seconds before he's supposed to give his speech. Like, what? Are, why aren't they planning this stuff?
0: Here's what I think happened. I think that he tweeted out, I'm going to hold a press conference <laughs> at 3 p.m. Eastern, and then at 3 p.m. Eastern... Somebody walked up to him and they were like, Mr. President, you said you were going to give a press conference right now. Everyone's waiting. And he was
3: like, what? What? Are-?
0: Oh, oh no. Oh, um, okay. So what should I say? Um, you should probably declare a national state of emergency. <laughs> um, you know what? Why well, like, don't I like talk that? to some doctors? Uh oh, okay. It looks like he is starting to take the podium.
1: Here's the thing. This feels like a snow day where he- you might die.
0: Well, that... <laughs> That's I true. know that's dark, but it does feel wintry, doesn't it? because it, it like, the weather's been bad. I know it was pouring in Palm Springs. It's been raining here. And yesterday at the grocery store felt like it was december twenty fourth and everybody had asked for canned goods for Christmas. Yes. like everyone was freaking out and being like, just grab it. I don't know. just grab it. And it was like that rush to get it all before the expected time right you know what i mean so that's that's what it feels like uh all right jesse i think that he is walking out right now do we have the knx feed no we don't you're saying what they're an ad okay all right so why don't we take a break and when we come back we will officially have because i see he's starting to speak now so why don't we take our break as well so that when we get back we're right on par with knx upstairs and we can give you the feed live uh we'll be
4: right back this is Drop the subject drop the subject the new channel
1: q welcome back to drop the subject we are going to go live right now to the president uh here we go right now
5: tremendous progress uh when you compare what we've done to other areas of the world it's uh it's pretty incredible a lot of that had to do with the early uh, designation and the closing of the borders then as you know uh europe was just designated as the hotspot right now, and uh, we closed that border a while ago. So that was lucky or through talent or through luck, call it whatever you want. But through a very collective action uh, and shared sacrifice, national determination, we will overcome uh, the threat of the virus. I also announced Wednesday night, following the advice of our medical professionals who are doing a tremendous job. We appreciate it very much that we're suspending the entry of foreign nationals who have been to Europe in the last 14 days from entering the United States. Citizens, permanent residents, and our families, any of the families uh, returning from Europe will be subject to extra screening as well as self-isolation for a period of 14 days. As the World Health Organization confirmed today, uh, many of the things that what we said were 100% correct, including our designation before them of Europe. Like our earlier very aggressive actions with China, this measure will save countless lives. Uh, I appreciate a number of the folks behind me, a lot number of the people behind me said that uh, that saved a lot of lives at early designation. But it is only the beginning of what we're really doing and now we're in a different phase. We had some very old and obsolete rules that we had to live with. It worked under certain circumstances, but not under mass circumstances. They were there for a long time. They were in place for a long time and we're breaking them down now. And they're very usable for certain instances, but not for this. To unleash the full power of the federal government in this effort today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. The action I am taking will open up access to up to $50 billion of, very importantly, very important and a large amount of money for states and territories and localities in our shared fight against this disease. In furtherance of the order, emerging every state to set up emergency operation centers effective immediately. You're going to be hearing from some of the uh, largest companies and greatest retailers and Uh, medical companies in the world. They're standing right behind me and inside of me. I'm also asking every hospital in this country to activate its emergency preparedness plan so that they can meet the needs of Americans everywhere. The hospitals are very engaged. Uh, New York and various other places are also very engaged. I just spoke with Governor Cuomo. We had a very good conversation. And we're working very strongly with uh, many states, including New York. The emergency orders I'm issuing today will also confer broad new authority to the Secretary of Health and Human Services. The Secretary of HHS will be able to immediately waive provisions of applicable laws and regulations to give doctors, hospital, all hospitals, and healthcare providers maximum flexibility to respond to the virus and care for patients. This includes the following critical authorities, the ability to waive laws to enable telehealth, a fairly new uh, and uh, incredible thing that's happened in the in the not so uh, distant uh, past. I tell you what they've done with telehealth is incredible. It gives uh, remote doctors visits and hospital check-ins the power to waive certain federal license requirements so that doctors from other states can provide services in states with the greatest need. Number two, the ability to waive requirements that critical access hospitals limit the number of beds to 25 and the length of stay to 96 hours. The ability to waive the requirements of a three-day hospital stay prior to admission to a nursing home, big thing. The authority to waive rules to hinder hospitals' ability to bring additional physicians on board or obtain needed office space. They can do as they want, they can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do, now they don't have any problem getting it done. The authority to waive rules that severely restrict where hospitals can care for patients within the hospital itself, ensuring that the emergency capacity can be quickly established will remove or eliminate every obstacle necessary to deliver our people the care that they need and that they're entitled to. No resource will be spared, nothing whatsoever. Ten days ago, I brought together the CEOs of commercial labs at the White House and directed them to immediately begin working on a solution to dramatically increase the availability of tests, other Countries have called us and worked with us, and they're doing similar things or will be doing similar things. As a result of that action today, we're announcing a new partnership with private sector to vastly increase and accelerate our capacity to test for the coronavirus. We want to make sure that those who need a test can get a test very safely, quickly, and conveniently. But we don't want people to take a test if if we feel that They shouldn't be doing it. And we don't want everyone running out and taking only if you have certain symptoms. Using federal emergency authorities, the FDA approved a new test for the virus. We did this within hours after receiving the application from Roche, a process that would normally take weeks. We therefore expect up to a half a million additional tests will be available uh, early next week. We'll be announcing locations, probably, on Sunday night. I want to thank Roche, great company, for their incredible work. I'd also like to thank Thermo Fisher. The FDA's goal is to hopefully authorize the application. Within 24 hours, it'll go very quickly. It's going very quickly, which will bring, additionally, 1.4 million tests on board next week, and 5 million within a month. I doubt we'll need anywhere near that. At the same time, we've been in discussions with pharmacies and retailers to make drive-through tests available in the critical locations identified by public health professionals. The goal is for individuals to be able to drive up and be swabbed without having to leave your car. I want to thank Google. Google is helping to develop a website. It's going to be very quickly done unlike websites of the past to determine whether a test is warranted and to facilitate testing at a nearby convenient location we have many many locations behind us by the way we cover the this country in large parts of the world by the way we're not going to be talking about the world right now but we cover very very uh strongly our country uh, stores in virtually every location google has uh, 1700 engineers working on this right now. They've made tremendous progress. Our overriding goal is to stop the spread of the virus and to help all Americans who have been impacted by this. Again, we don't want everybody taking this test. It's totally unnecessary. Uh, And this will pass. Uh, This will pass through and uh, we're going to be even stronger for it. We've learned a lot. A tremendous amount has been uh, learned. I want to thank Deborah Burks, and I want to ask her maybe to come up and say a few words as to what's happening. Dr. Burks is a, a highly respected person. I've gotten to know very well over the last six days, and uh, what we've done is rebuilt something that was very old, very old-fashioned, somewhat obsolete, certainly obsolete when it comes to the kind of numbers that we're talking about. Uh, Dr. Burks, please. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Mr. President. Um, It's a pleasure to be here with all of you. Um, I think you know at the beginning of this epidemic, HHS through CDC proactively developed an assay built on the existing flu surveillance system. That surveillance system was then converted to diagnostic system. But last Tuesday, seeing the spread of the virus around the globe, the President realized that our current approach to testing was inadequate to meet the needs of the American public. He asked for an entire overhaul of the testing approach. He immediately called the private sector laboratories to the White House, as noted, and charged them with developing a high-throughput quality platform that can meet the needs of the American public. We are grateful to LabCorp and Quest for taking up the charge immediately after the meeting and within 17 hours, 72 hours bringing additional testing access, particularly to the outbreak areas of Washington State and California and now across the country. We are also very grateful to the universities and large hospital systems that took up the charge to develop their own quality tests made available by new FDA guidance. This has resulted in expanded testing across New York, California, Washington, Colorado, and you see sometimes those drive-through options that have been made available through these high-throughput options. Following the meeting last week, major commercial laboratory equipment and diagnostic companies took immediate action to adopt and develop new testing systems. Last night, the initial company, Roche, received FDA approval, moving from request to development to approval in record time. This innovative approach centered fully on unleashing the power of the private sector, focusing on providing convenient testing to hundreds of thousands of Americans within short turnaround times. In less than two weeks together, We have developed a solution that we believe will meet the future needs, testing needs of Americans. I understand how difficult this has been. I was part of the HIV-AIDS response in the 80s. We knew from first finding cases in 1981, it took us to almost 1980 to have a test. It took us another 11 years to have effective therapy. It is because of the lessons learned from that that we were able to mobilize and bring those individuals that were key to the HIV response to this response. I understand that a lot of this behind-the-scenes action over the last couple of weeks was invisible to the press and the American people. But this intense effort has not only resulted in innovative solutions, but an automated, high-throughput system bringing the availability of these quality coronavirus testing to the American people at unprecedented speed. Finally, I want you to know in South Korea, they did have a large number of tests available over the last several weeks. Their positivity rate is between 3 and 4%. With LabCorp and Quest expanded testing, their positivity rate is between 1% and 2%. So we want to also announce this new approach to testing which will start in the screening website up here, facilitated by Google, where clients and patients and people of interest can go, fill out a screening questionnaire, move down for symptoms or risk factors, yes. They would move down this and be told where the drive-through options would be for them to receive this test. The labs will then move to the high-throughput automated machines to be able to provide results in 24 to 36 hours. That is the intent of this approach. We have seen it work just in our own United States, and we want to bring this across the continent. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you very much. Right. Um, I'd like to maybe have Tony, do you want to come up? you become a, uh, a, I think everybody out here knows you pretty well, but Tony has been doing a tremendous job working Long, long hours, and you've seen a lot happen. But this has uh, been—it's been a great experience, and working with you has been terrific. Tony, please.
6: Anthony Fauci,
7: at Infectious Diseases NIH. Uh,
3: This is an example of another example of what I've been referring to uh, in my discussions with many of you in the audience as a proactive, leaning forward, aggressive, trying to stay ahead of the curve. You've seen now with this order is that we're gonna be able to remove the constraints so that people at the state, the local level, the individual physician, all the way up through the federal government will have as many constraints as possible removed for them to do everything they possibly can so that we can uh, implement the things that we've been talking about. The containment, the mitigation, so that as I've said many times, that curve that I refer to that goes up, we don't wanna have that curve. We want to suppress it down to that small mound. And I think what we've done today is something that is going to be a very important element in having us be successful in doing that. We still have a long way to go. There will be many more cases, but we'll take care of that. And ultimately, as the President said, this will end. But what's going on here today is going to help it to end sooner than it would have. Thank you.
5: Thank you very much, Tony. If I could. uh, Some of these folks we know, they're celebrities in their own right. They're the biggest business people, the greatest retailers anywhere in the world. And one of them is Doug McMillan from Walmart. And I'd like to have Doug, if you would say a few words, wherever you may be. Good, Doug,
7: please. When we got the call yesterday from the White House, we were eager to do our part to help serve the country. And given what we're facing, that's certainly important to do. We should all be doing that. So we've been asked to make portions of our parking lot available in select locations in the beginning, and scaling over time as supply increases so that people can experience the drive-through experience that the President described. We'll stay involved and do everything we can from a supply chain point of view to be of assistance. Thank you, sir. Thank
5: you very much, sir. Appreciate it very much. I'll just stay right over here. And Richard, if you could come up, please. Richard, please. Walgreens, thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. And similar to uh, to Doug and Walmart, we're uh, happy to stand in here and help in communities all across America, because a lot of times when we have natural disasters, uh, our stores are a beacon in the community, and this situation is no different. So we look forward to partnering with the CDC, the administration, HHS, and the task force, and specifically to uh, the vice presidents doing such a fantastic job. We're ready to engage and help. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you very much. Brian Cornell, Target. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, please. Well, Mr. President, thank you for inviting us here today, along with our colleagues from Walmart and Walgreens and our partners at CVS. Normally, you'd view us as competitors, but today we're focused on a common competitor, and that's defeating the spread of the coronavirus. And we look forward to working with the administration to do our fair share to alleviate this growing threat. So thank you for including us today. In the near term, we're all committed to making sure we're keeping our stores open to serve the American consumer who's rapidly stocking up on household essentials, key food and beverage items that they need during this time, making sure we run safe stores and create an environment that's safe for our team members making sure that they feel supported during this very critical time. So thank you for including us. Thank you very much. Great job. Great job. Is it Tom? Tom, Paul? Please.
2: Thank you, Mr. President. As uh, CEO of Beckton Dickinson, we're one of the leading uh, providers of medical devices as well as collection uh, products uh, for testing of coronavirus. Uh, we're ramping up our manufacturing capacity to ensure that the right collection devices and uh, testing equipment are ready to, uh, to address this issue. Thank you, Mr. Thank President.
5: Thank you very much, John. Um, great job, you've done. Stephen Rakowski, Quest Diagnostics, please. Great job. Thank you very Thank much. much. Thank you, Mr. President. So, as, as mentioned, uh, we were called with the leadership of the Vice President uh, last week to come together.
0: Okay. So, that's just some, uh, I guess, I don't really know if that was sufficient information. I, I don't, at feel, all. I
1: mean, not even trying to be political I don't feel safer in any way. F- I don't understand what he was getting at. I don't understand what the protocol is. I don't know what to do. I think
0: my main takeaway from that was that Google is going to save us all.
1: Google. <laughs> Target and CVS. Uh,
0: Yes, Google Target and CVS will make sure that we're safe, everyone. And according to the President of the United States, this too shall pass. Uh, We'll have more information for you in a moment and we're uh, hopefully going to be talking to Errol uh, Southers next. And He is a professor of the practice in uh, National and Homeland Security at USC. He's a director of the Safe Communities Institute and he's an expert on public safety and we're going to get his thoughts about the press conference that just happened and what it means to be in a national emergency. We'll get to that next.
4: Drop the subject.
0: The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Clayton Ferris. We are back and we're kind of going through the press conference announcement that just happened. Of course, Donald Trump has declared a national emergency. And I'm really glad that we're able to talk on the phone with Errol Southers. He's the professor of practice in national and homeland security at at USC. He's the director of the Safe Communities Institute, director of homegrown violent extremism studies. He's also an ex-spy. Definitely one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had with another human being last time you were in the studio, Errol. Good to have you back.
7: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So what are your top-line thoughts on this press conference?
7: Well, what comes across, first of all, is that it was obviously an effort to correct some mistakes and misinformation that was put out in the last press conference. I was disappointed to hear that he led off with the border closures in Europe. And again, referring to this as somewhat of a a foreign disease. Uh, And also what was misleading was the fact that we had this quote, early designation effort, when in fact, that's not what happened. Um, The good news is that there is a national emergency. According to the president, there'll be $50 billion available to the states. What's kind of interesting is that he suggested that states activate their emergency operation centers, which I'm assuming they've all done, at least we've done that here. Hospitals activate their emergency operation plans. You can bet hospitals have already done that. But it was positive with regards to some of the details that should have been provided last time with regards to how the protocols are going to go and how much in the way of test kits are going to be available.
0: Yeah, I mean, with, with the test kits, I mean, this the, the president definitely said Google's on it, Google's going to save us, but also we've got these drive-through test kits. How soon is something like that able to take effect?
7: Well, that's a good point. I mean, 1.4 million um, test kits next week, and I heard... Uh, 5 million available in the next month, when you consider how many hundreds of million people live in the United States, um, seems woefully inadequate. And what was also disappointing was that the president said with the 5 million coming up, becoming available next month, he said, I doubt we'll need that. Well, who knows that this is a global pandemic. We are at the maximum of uncertainty because no one has ever lived through something like this. So I think it's best as I've been telling my friends and relatives You need to listen to somebody who has the acronym M.D. behind their name when they propose to give you projections and or suggestions about how this is going to play out. I
1: did notice that he didn't really mention like the fallout. I know here in California, thousands of people have lost their jobs within the last day or two, and he didn't mention like what the government might be willing to help. Like it doesn't seem like he knows how how this is hitting the communities that are actually affected. Did you
7: notice that? No, I didn't notice that, although we do know that House Speaker Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin are still working on negotiations to legislative responses in that regard. But that's very important. I mean, let's face it, the majority of Americans in this country, if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. So they're going to do that. With all due respect to them um, practicing appropriate hygiene and protective measures they're going to go to work right and that needs to be addressed short term rather than long term
0: now when it comes to a national emergency i think we should clear up what that exactly means because i think a lot of people are going wow that seems serious how does that change anything is it mainly funding
7: it's mainly funding Um, It does give the, as he mentioned, the Health and Human Services Secretary, the opportunity to waive certain provisions. Um, My understanding is that hospitals can extend uh, the number of beds they've got. The hospital stays can be extended. They can call an additional physician. So I'm assuming that the funding he's referring to actually facilitates that. Um, One of the things that I was concerned about was the notion that we're going to have testing available But we don't want everybody getting a test. And I'm hoping that the chart that was held up by the woman who spoke after the president today with regards to uh, their testing chart, which I thought was very good. It was a flow chart. I would hope that these symptoms that would make someone concerned enough to take a test are delivered and disseminated with some degree of certainty so people don't have to guess.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you mentioned the border closures in Europe. As, you know, somebody who knows a thing or two about homeland security, is this is this sufficient? I mean, it seems like a very strange to have it only be incoming people from mainland Europe and excluding the U.K. Does it? Do you feel like that wasn't enough or was it too much of a freak out? What's your opinion on that?
7: I, I think it was too much of a freak out. And then when they freaked out, they didn't think about other countries. I mean, let's face it, Tom Hanks and his wife were in Australia and that hasn't been mentioned. Um you know, who's to say that a a, um, a person who is a United States citizen uh, is not going to come back? Fortunately, they'll be quarantined for 14 days, but that's going to help. We have to stop thinking of this as a foreign disease. Yeah. We're past that point. It's a global pandemic. It's here. We need to deal with it. We need to do the appropriate things and understand that we can address this. We can slow the spread. And that's what we're trying to do now. That's the whole notion of social distancing and things like that. We are trying to slow the spread. Um, but what have to, whenever we hear things, whenever I hear things like foreign virus, that fuels certain microaggressions about things uh, regarding racism and bigotry. And, and in some cases, it's not been microaggressions. There's been overt acts of bigotry and racism with regards to this virus and the outbreak in the last several weeks.
0: Absolutely. And it's just going to increase if, if you keep calling it that, people are going to you know, lean into that side of it, which is just going to make things even more heightened and worse. But um, why why does absolutely. this
1: why does this feel like different than say the the swine flu or something? It feels a little bit heightened and a, a little bit more alert. Is it the social media aspect that everything's getting shared and we're seeing it happen in real time? Can you speak on that? I
7: I think that's part of it. I do think the fact that the information and the notion that it's happening around the world. Um, and being shared by social media is an element. However, I think something else that's different, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking with any accuracy in terms of numbers right now, but I, I'm guessing that perhaps the fatality rate here is greater than those other instances. Um, again, we deal in a world of otherism, and when those kinds of outbreaks have occurred in the past and they weren't necessarily here in the United States, it's always some other person or other country's problem. Well, it's here now. And and I think that's the urgency that has been attached to this going on. But what it speaks to, with all due respect, is, and something that needs to be talked about, is America's domestic health infrastructure. You know, we're behind on testing. We're behind on supplies. We, hospitals are going to exceed surge capacity. Those are the things that should be expressed in these kinds of press conferences to allay the fears and concerns of the American public.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't feel safer after listening to any of that. Errol Southers, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I know you have to go. And uh, everyone check out Spy Games on Bravo. You just had your finale. <laughs> and uh, er- Errol is a-, a judge on that show. And it's, it's very interesting. And we'll-, we'll have to have you back in studio when it's safe to do so.
7: Thank you. I'd be happy to be there and happy to join you.
4: Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Oh, yeah. Drop the subject with Allie and Clayton Ferris. It's been quite an eventful show so far. It sure has. Mainly, we've been processing. We've been listening to what somebody on Twitter is calling a show and tell for corporations, which is what the press conference was. That was
1: a very odd move.
0: It was basically like, hey, guys, everything's fine. Here's the guy from Target. (laughs) And then the guy from Target's like, thanks, we're so happy to be here. We're going to make sure the stores are safe. And we're like, okay. I don't care if the store is safe. I want to know if the store is stocked. Right. Because if you haven't gotten supplies for the weekend, as far as food and whatever your medications are, uh, you're too late. <laughs> I looked at. The, I went to the store to pick up a couple of things, I think, on Wednesday night. Totally fine. Normal. Okay? The, right. the canned food aisle was as, as I normally would expect it. We went to the same store last night, ransacked, and people literally just throw like Katie was walking up to me with two things of orzo and being like, "Here's orzo." And like throwing it into.
1: The, I was like, You're "Like, I didn't even know how to cook this." I, I
0: know. And then Jesse was saying that a producer Jesse was saying that people were buying up flour. Because there's no more pasta. Yeah. And people are like, I guess I'll make my own pasta. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. So
0: that's what it's coming down so to. So this is
1: a positive thing. People are going to be hoarding up in their houses, learning how to make pasta, hey. repainting those you know bookshelves they've been wanting to. If you were able to get paint. If you were able to get paint. And- if Home Depot closes down, we're oh, screwed.
0: Lesbians are done for. Absolutely. I'm, where, where am I going to go for my two by fours?
1: Just to keep the content gay, there is a sweet lesbian couple that moved in across the hall from us that just moved here from Washington. Oh. Which is like, and they were- They're le- backward lesbians. We, sh- we shared a moment where we were talking about the whole thing, and then they confessed to me that they had no toilet paper. <gasps> and I said, well, we can loan you a toilet paper. Oh, just loan. Well, give, but, you know, we...
0: (laughs) When times are better for you, I expect a repayment.
1: I don't have endless supplies, but I'm not going to let these lesbians go without toilet paper.
0: I saw people freaking out that there was no toilet paper. And then there were even pictures of other stores with disclaimer signs on them saying, due to high demand, we are only allowing three packages of toilet paper per person. And then... My wife's friend said she saw somebody buying $500 worth of toilet paper at the store, (laughs) which I can only imagine is for resale purposes.
1: Why is it just toilet paper? Like, what is it like...
0: Well, see, I thought that it was because most of the imports of toilet paper are coming from China and that China was shutting down a lot of their warehouses and factories. Oh. But then... We kind of debunked that earlier in the week, so I don't know why people are still freaking out about toilet paper. Yeah, I know it's just that
1: it's a one specific thing. Like, it
0: is. It's just like, like that.
1: Yeah, like why isn't it like shampoo or something? I mean, I guess like...
0: Well, I, like hand sanitizer, you can understand. Well,
1: that's been sold out for weeks now.
0: Yes, we all know this. People are making the equivalent of prison hooch for hand sanitizer in their <laughs> homes. But I, what I would really like to know is how... like. Those questions that you ask people as pleasantries like, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, what are you what are your uh, what are your plans for the weekend? Usually mundane questions have now become super interesting. Yeah. So how are you doing? Where are you? What are you <laughs> doing this weekend? We actually do want to hear from you. And I know that this this station we're broadcasting everywhere on radio.com and I encourage you to keep updated with everything that's going on with COVID nineteen right here on radio.com and on channel Q. Download the app if you're not driving anywhere we've got alexa capabilities siri will play us any any uh, virtual assistant will will throw on some radio.com and some channel q for you but we want to hear from you as far as you know in different parts of the country how are you feeling what's it like there is everything is are you out of toilet paper in maine like what's going on just give us a call i'd love to hear from you 83377 call q that's 833 833- 77 seven, call queue. Just want to kind of get a general idea of what, if you want someone to talk to, we're here, okay? Um, I've also learned recently that Klexicon was canceled, which I promoted yesterday because that's where my pilot is actually premiering. Oh. It was supposed to premiere in April in Vegas and that's been postponed actually until loss uh, until August. So give us a call 833-77 call Q again I would love to hear from you and we're going to get into a news it or lose it next which may or may not be coronavirus related. I did some digging. We'll see what I came up with next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Right back, right now. Yes, that's right. I asked you to call, and you did. Eight three three seven seven. Call Q right here on Drop the Subject with Allie and Clayton Ferris, wanting to know how you're feeling in the midst of COVID nineteen. We have Carolyn from Marin County on the phone. Carolyn, what's going on?
2: I uh, yes, well, it's kind of crazy here, um, and i I've been kind of laughing about all the grocery orders, but I got sucked in and I went to the grocery store today. I went to Safeway and it was so bad. I walked out the lines and then I went to my local grocery store, which is more expensive, but they sold out of toilet paper by noon. I don't, I don't understand why people are buying so much toilet paper. It just seems stupid to me i it, don't know yeah
0: it is funny that it's toilet paper is as, as clayton saying like why is that the thing that everyone's freaking out about um but so what is shut down up in marin i know that i mean everyone i think is experiencing the grocery store panic which we definitely said as soon as we walked into that costco we were like oh god this all just changed um are you staying home from work are a lot of people up there staying home from work is it similar up there
2: you know, I um, I work from home and I live in a rural area. There's probably as many cows and chickens and goats as people, so I don't I don't know what everybody else is doing. Um,
1: can we I, come hunker down, down with you? I know. Down.
2: <laughs> can we just come to you?
1: Can we come hunker down with you, Carolyn?
0: <laughs> yes, you can. I have a cute kitty too. Oh. a cute tv kitty oh i was like okay i guess i didn't realize that tvs could be cute uh yeah as carolyn up in marin county all we really want to know is is the wine okay
2: this is really funny on uh, our local news station kgo they interviewed a woman who went to costco and they said did you get everything you needed she said Yes, I got my diapers, I got my protein, and I got my wine. Yeah. Well, somebody said people are now using wine as a disinfectant, (laughs) which I didn't realize. But they haven't run out of wine yet.
0: Okay. Thank goodness. Thank God. All right. Then we're all going to be okay. Thank you so much, Carolyn.
4: Drop the subject.
0: The new Channel All right. Drop the subject with Allie and Clayton Ferris. We've been wanting to hear from you, and you can give us a call. Let us know how you're doing with all of the craziness that's been going on across the entire nation. I don't think that the press conference today made anybody feel any better. They're still in the Q&A section, and I think there are more Q's than A's. But we have Ashley from Houston on the phone. Ashley, what's going on with you?
4: Oh, my God, it's super crazy here. Um, Not to mention, I think since everyone is leaving out of work early, traffic is super horrible, um, I worked for a hospital, and they actually told me to go ahead and go home and not return <gasps> until March 31st.
2: No! What do you, so what do you do at yes. the hospital?
4: Well, I work for the chaplaincy department. You work so, for um, I'm, chaplain? Yeah, I'm, I'm the lead assistant for the chaplaincy department. So I guess since I usually just do payroll and answer the phones and all that, they're like, you know what, it's better for you to just work from home. So, I mean that's what I'm gonna do. Good thing you know the pain for all that time that I'll be at home, but it's still it's still a bummer like all the stores have run out of toilet paper, water, food, it's like literally empty it's chaotic.
1: had anyone at the hospital tested positive for corona yet?
4: Not yet, at least not at the one I'm in. Mm-hmm. you know no one has so I mean it's good, but they're taking a lot of precautions like we are limited visitors in the hospital like two per day maximum Mm.
0: wow that's insane yeah but it's like also you don't know who's been like there there may be positive cases they just don't know because they don't have enough tests so it's good that they're taking those precautions for people especially for people like you who are very needed You know, they don't want people like you getting sick.
1: So uh, here's a question. At the hospital, had y'all already been under kind of some new emergency guidelines? Or did that just happen like today or yesterday?
4: This actually just happened today. I mean, we already had, we were already taking precautions. Like with the visitors limited, um, you know, try to stay away from, you know, touching anything unless we had like hand sanitizer, soap. Mm -hmm. But today I would say you know, was definitely, like, the worst. Like, it was super empty, the hospital, from everyone. Like, doctors, nurses, the parking lots were empty. I was like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, well, it's really nice to hear what's going on in Houston because that's part of what the beauty of doing this is, is that we reach so many different cities, and I really appreciate you calling. So anyone who's listening ninety 95.7 The Spot HD2 in Houston, uh, we we're thinking of you guys, and be safe out there, Ashley.
4: Thank you.
1: You too. Take care over
4: there. Okay. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, what a show. Drop the subject with Allie
0: and Clayton Ferris. Here Clayton, I am. Clayton, you're here.
1: I'm here. I'm queer. You're healthy. I'm healthy. Yep. So I, are you?
0: I, mean, I, I think so. You know, I've got, <laughs> got the sniffles, but I always do. I've got. I've See got sniffles. Allergies.
1: If you have sniffles, it's okay. Apparently, that's what they say.
0: Yes, but if a sniffle turns into a head cold, they were saying at first that that was still fine, not necessarily the case now, because upper respiratory could easily move into lower respiratory and be coronavirus.
1: Okay. So. We're not here to spread alarm, though.
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, upon talking to James Simmons this week earlier on uh, in some of the previous shows, which you should definitely download on the podcast, drop the subject on radio.com and where you find your podcast, you know, they're learning things minute by minute. And they were just learning that because usually they were or up until that point, up until yesterday, I believe they were saying, well. If you've just got a head cold and mo- mostly it's in the upper respiratory area, you're fine. And now they're saying that might not be the case, that it would maybe just travel down. Okay. Um, but Trump said that anyone can be a carrier. So that's another thing that you Tr- can freak out about, I guess.
1: Trump also said when America is tested, America rises to the occasion. <laughs> but here's the thing America is literally not being tested. <laughs>
0: We're not- we need want to be tested. Test us. I don't know. I don't have faith in these drive-through testing things. Like, wh- how quickly is that going to be put up? That's unbelievable. But he did say that he's most likely going to get tested for coronavirus. A lot of reporters were answering questions, which we did not do the live feed for that, but we'll certainly keep you updated. One of the reporters asked about uh, directly about how he disbanded the pandemic response team that Obama put in place and how that has affected. This entire pandemic because they don't have that many resources anymore. They had a whole team of people, they had funding for the CDC that got. Because of him. So now a lot of this is seemingly on him because of that. And when a reporter questioned him on it, he said it was a nasty question. And he said he does not take any responsibility for the lack for the lag in response on the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, good. So super fun. (laughs) He said that he's going to get tested most likely not because he needs to, but because he can, even though they're like, you were shaking hands with the Brazilian president who now has coronavirus. Right. So just, yes, you do need to get tested. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the show and we're going to give you some happy endings before we get out of here. Because I think we effing need one at we, this
1: point. We do. We need some happy thoughts. I'm going to
0: give you a great one. Great. Yes, the, sh- the stores may be selling out of all kinds of things. You might be freaking out about What kind of food you have in your home and rushing to the grocery store to load up on canned goods. But here's the good news. It's all bets are off when it comes to health right now. Mm -hmm. You can eat those comfort foods that you've been wanting. I mean, we loaded up on bread K- Katie was like, "We, you need bread in a time like this. I was like, you do? <laughs> but then I was also like, all right, all let's right. get a bunch of bagels. And, and- you're just
1: getting like white bread, just like the most basic.
0: Oh, yeah. We got bagels. We got croissants. We got uh, lo- two loaves of bread that are now sitting in the freezer, which we usually don't carry a lot of that stuff in our house. But we got SpaghettiOs. I mean, we got frozen dinners. All that stuff. We got ch- like, fr- <clears throat> like uh, breaded chicken tenders. All that stuff that we feel like we can't eat on a regular basis. Right. We're just like, all that's out the window, and I'm kind of happy about it.
1: Okay, I have a happy ending. Okay. Okay, so look, this is a tough time. COVID-19 has us all spinning our wheels, but <gasps> if you go into your email inbox, at least we know what carls jr is doing to combat the covid virus. <laughs> i just i keep getting emails from these corporations like j crew <laughs> carls jr
0: right state farm
1: telling me what they're doing and look i appreciate it but how did carls jr get my email list <laughs> i've never been to one
0: <laughs> you've never been to one no and even if you have been to one why would you give them your email address? Great. Like they have some kind of rewards program? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is crazy the amount of emails that we're getting. Yeah. I mean, and if you don't get emails on a regular basis and you're feeling a little lonely, I guess maybe you won't because you're getting all kinds of emails right now about right. COVID nineteen.
1: they're just coming in.
0: Yeah, Jesse, do you have one?
7: Yeah, I do. So this is more for our weekly listeners. Um, so it may have been pretty difficult for me to get back from Rome yesterday. Yeah, the travel ban. Yeah, but at least we got Cella Girl. Here live in studio. We
0: do have Chella Girl. You
1: sure do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's so pissed. I'm so Coachella... upset
1: about Coachella. I
0: know. But it'll be postponed. You'll see da baby.
1: I was actually me, Clayton was gonna go to like I had tickets to Coachella this and, time.
0: And Cella Girl was gonna be your plus one? Yes.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm not going.
0: Oh boo. Well, stay safe out there, everybody. Have a great weekend. Do some shelf rearranging. Paint your wall, that wall that you've been wanting to paint. Or go to the gym or something. Well, don't go to the
1: gym. Have some some sex.
0: Yeah, have some great (laughs) sex with someone, a significant other, that does not have coronavirus. Um, We will see you on Monday. That's the plan. And Clayton, you'll be back on Monday.
1: Sure will. If you
0: missed anything, download the podcast. And up next is DJ Alex D with some music. So stay tuned for that. See you next week.
4: Drop the subject.
0: The new Channel Q.